It's never nor maybe this is how you get it, baby. Work, work. You're listening to Work It Lady, where the goal is for all ladies to be the best versions of ourselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while we do it. Nutrition is your new addiction. Girl, go on and work it, lady. Yeah, that's how you work it, lady. It's never nor maybe this is how you get it, baby. War, war. You're listening to Work It Lady, where the goal is for all ladies to be the best versions of ourselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while we do it. Nutrition is your new addiction. Go, go on and work it, lady. Yeah, that's how you work it, lady. It's never nor maybe this is how you get it, baby. War, war. You're listening to Work It Lady, where the goal is for all ladies to be the best versions of ourselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while we do it. Nutrition is your new addiction. Go, go on and work it, lady. Yeah, that's how you work it, lady. It's never nor maybe this is how you get it, baby. War, war. You're listening to Work It Lady, where the goal is for all ladies to be the best versions of ourselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while we do it. Nutrition is your new addiction. Go, go on and work it, lady. Yeah, that's how you work it, lady. It's never nor maybe this is how you get it, baby. War, war. You're listening to Work It Lady, where the goal is for all ladies to be the best versions of ourselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain. Hello. How are you doing today, lovely ladies? I want to thank you so much for joining me for this live. This is Ask a Nutrition Coach Live, where each Monday about this time, a lot of the times I'm late, just by a couple minutes or so, um, I go ahead and answer all your nutritional health questions. That's what I'm here for. So let's get right into it. So today, um, I have a question here. This is from Rosia Holmes. And um, this is a really good question, okay? Because sugar is something that I feel like we all know is an issue, but it's hard to kind of regulate it, right? It's hard to set boundaries for ourselves that are healthy. And of course, we want to like enjoy our food and enjoy eating. And sugar is fun. It's enjoyable. So um, let's kind of talk about this a little bit more. So her question is, for women, how do we not go over 25 grams of sugar? I think that's our daily recommendation. And then um, she kind of sent me a DM and followed up on that a little bit more. Um, and she gave me a little bit more information, which I do want to read here so that we kind of have a full gist of the question. Okay. So um, she says, for example, in fruits, even if you just eat fruit, you know, technically you would be over your daily allotment of um, grams for sugar, you know, the 25 grams. Um, So it seems, you know, to her, it seems like something unreasonable that we can actually stick to that 25 grams a day. 
this is a very good point. Um, it can be challenging. I'm not going to lie. But I think the first thing we need to do here is break down the two types of sugar. So for me and what you're going to get from me um, on my lives, on my podcast and my YouTube videos is a very realistic approach to anything with nutritional health. And for me, I encourage people to not worry too much about naturally occurring sugar in fruits and veggies, okay? Now, the only time you can't do that is if you are diabetic or pre-diabetic. Then the naturally occurring sugar or natural sugar can become an issue. But if you don't have diabetes, girl, do not even worry about how much fruit you have. And I'll tell you the reason why. Fruit has also with it fiber, and it is made to provide our bodies with the proper fuel that it needs. So our bodies can recognize that type of sugar and put it where it needs to be in our body. So if we have a little bit too much, our body's like, oh, okay, this is just a little too much. It knows how to get rid of it, allocate that energy, or do whatever it needs to do with it. So again, don't worry too much about the sugar from fruits. Now, believe it or not, your most common fruits really don't have super high amounts of sugar anyway. Like, you know, a Granny Smith apple, I think it has like three or four grams of sugar. So if you had like an apple, um, you know, a kiwi and like an orange, you would still actually probably be under your daily allotment for sugar in general. So again, you know, you got to kind of think about the naturally occurring sugar as no biggie and don't even count it. I personally don't count that, you know, not that I'm counting things anyway, because I encourage more so lifestyle changes than counting all the numbers of stuff that you're doing. But I don't keep up with how much sugar I have from fruits. You could still eat three fruits a day um, or even veggies that have more sugar content and be totally fine because it's naturally occurring food. Our body knows what to do with it. It's no big deal. You're having your daily allotment of fiber with it too. So it's actually going to be good. And the other reason why you don't want to waste too much time thinking about the sugar and fruit is there's also polyphenols, um, minerals, uh, proteins even in fruits and veggies to where your body needs all those components together and it's already been put into this perfect little thing, this perfect fruit or this perfect veggie to give you the right combination of everything that you need. Now, the reason it gets a little bit tricky with the added sugars, so we're talking like if you have cereal that has sugar you know, already added in it, if you have a candy bar, if you have certain breads or you know, pastries, things like that, that's added sugar. Added sugars can be, you know, um, traditional cane sugar, or they can be, um, you know, stevia and other types of sugars like that. And that's a whole nother thing because regular sugar that's added sugar, like white sugar is a big deal, but not as big of a deal for some people as the stevia, the splendids and stuff like that. Those are artificial sweeteners. So again, you've got naturally occurring sugar, you have um, your added sugar um, that still can be natural-ish because it's from a plant, it goes through a process, but then you have your artificial sugars, your Splenda's, um, your stevia is actually from a plant, but a lot of people's bodies process it the same way it will process um, unnatural sugars. So there's a lot of debate out there about stevia. That's a whole tangent I could go off on because there's even debate if stevia is even really edible for us or not um, because of the, 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 um, 
plant variety that it comes from. So, okay, so don't get down that rabbit hole. And I'm going to try to stay on topic as much as I possibly can. Um, I'm also trying to keep a look in the chat as well, just to make sure I'm not asking, um, overlooking any more questions because, you know, I want to make sure that I get everything. Now let's go back. So we kind of talked about the added sugars. We talked about naturally occurring sugar. Now let's talk about how you can control how much added sugar you get. Cause we don't actually care about natural sugar. If it's in a fruit or veggie, who cares? Don't count that towards your daily allotment up to that 25 grams, okay? So for added sugars, there are some things that we can do. Number one, I'm going to just give you some items to avoid altogether. I'm all about avoidance. Um, don't drink soda. One soda will almost put you at your daily allotment. I think a re- you know, soda has like, um, I think 18 grams of sugar or more depending on what it is. So you're already pretty high up there. So if you drink sugar, stop. Don't drink it at all ever. That to me is one of the easiest things to eliminate from the diet that you really won't miss much when you stop drinking it. I have not had soda unless, you know, I go out, you know, for an, you know, an event or something and there's like a mixed drink and, you know, maybe that's, you know, part of the mixture. That's fine. But as far as like, I, you know, keeping soda in my fridge and just popping soda throughout the day, I have not done that in probably over a decade. Like it's just not something that I feel is worth it. And so I encourage the ladies in our group here to kind of adapt that. So if you're drinking soda, quick way to get rid of some of those grams of sugar in your daily intake is just don't even drink it, girl. Put that soda down. Now, I'm going to tell you another one that get all of us in trouble. Excuse me. Excuse my voice. I've been running around like crazy today and I did not bring my water for this live and I don't don't want to get up um, and miss a beat. So here is the other thing that I will tell you that you can avoid. And it starts our day off completely wrong. It starts our day off so wrong. That is the coffee, the latte, the the this and the that with the extra cream and the this and the that, girl. Cut that out. Stop going to Starbucks. I know I'm on a public platform. I'm not trying to, you know, throw any shade to Starbucks or anything, but there is a lot of sugar in those drinks. I think the average one averages almost um, 20 to 30 grams of sugar, if not more, in one of those things. I remember back in the day, I used to like those frappes, you know, from Starbucks in a little glass bottle or, you know, get it made fresh when you were there. Them things will kill you. Just like I had that live on B12 supplements, the Starbucks coffee with all the sugar and the cream, not to mention coffee in itself is carcinogenic. That's a whole nother subject. Um, They'll end you. Okay. So, If you're trying to watch your sugar, stop drinking your morning cup of coffee with stuff in it. Now, if you're just like, I have to have my coffee, you can drink it plain with nothing in it. Even better, maybe just a little bit of oat milk in there, Um, you know, because I understand some of the things that work for me may not work for you, although I'm trying to encourage you (laughs) the best that I can. So um, that would be one thing you could do. Now, here's what I tell you to do switch out your coffee with all the sugars and all the extra sweetener for a cup of green tea. You will actually be improving your health. Um, You will be cleansing your body gently a little bit each day and giving yourself some real sustainable energy and no carcinogens 
and no sugar, especially if you just drink it straight, you know, just straight green tea. Don't put anything in it. So now you've already started your day without that extra sugar. Um, another thing. So now this is our third thing um, for you to eliminate from the diet. Um, that would be the sugary cereals in the morning. This is one I really encourage moms to do for their kids because I'll be honest, it is a horrible way to start your kids um, in the morning because it gives you a big sugar spike when you wake up. It doesn't have much protein, so then you feel hungry like you didn't even eat anything. Um, and it kind of sets your kid up slowly to develop type 2 diabetes later on in life. So if you have to do cereal, which I do, I get cereal with no sugar on it. I may throw in just, you know, a little sprinkling of honey on the top. Um, that's natural or a little bit of maple syrup. Throw some walnuts in there. When I can, I will cook for them oatmeal. That's a big staple. Um, and for yourself, too, that's a much better alternative. You actually get protein from oatmeal. Protein. And your body needs protein to properly process sugar. So if you're not getting enough protein, you are always going to be craving more sugar and kind of feeling a bit off, okay, which causes you to eat more sugar and the cycle just continues on. So that's definitely something else to do, okay? So those are three foods. I could go on about a couple things to avoid, but again, to get that sugar, daily sugar intake down to stay under the 25 grams, we talked about soda. Stop drinking that, girl. We talked about the Starbucks coffee loaded with all the sweetness and all the goodness and all the whipped cream. Cut that out, especially for women. That combination right there is why we are seeing a lot of um, health issues such as endometrial problems, female gynecological problems. It's all because of that morning cup of coffee that's loaded with carcinogens and sugar. I'm just being honest with you. You know your girl is going to keep it 100, okay? So that's the second one. Um, and then the third one to avoid is the sugary cereals in the morning, okay? So avoiding those three things are going to keep you below that 25 um, a gram of sugar for the daily allotment. Now, before we move on to our next question, I do want to share a couple of facts <clears throat> about um, the sugar, okay? Um, because sometimes I think that we kind of get overwhelmed with the whole sugar thing and we overthink it. Okay. Um, let's see here. We know some of the effects, um, of sugar can really affect, um, belly fat. So if you're overindulging in sugar and half the time we're overindulging and we don't even realize it, um, you that you may start to notice that you're holding on a, a little bit of weight in your mix session. I can always tell it in the very front. I start to pooch out. It even contributes to bloating as well. Okay. Um, let's see here. Let's talk about this one real quick. Symptoms of too much sugar, headaches, irritability, fatigue, and difficulty concentrating, feeling jittery or anxious, dizzy or shaky, being hungry all the time, and bloating. And if you are on the autoimmune spectrum like myself, these are things you really want to watch out for because as you know, when we have autoimmune issues, we are actually more prone to developing type 2 diabetes, okay? Certain autoimmune conditions can even make you develop type 1 later in life. That's like juvenile type, uh, insulin-dependent diabetes, we don't want that, okay? So if we could do these things, um, it will be really beneficial for us. Now, 
Um, let's talk about this a little bit more. Some people say that you could go up to, like, example, on uh, the heart organization. Um, it says men have a little bit higher of a tolerance. They could go up to actually 36 grams a day, um, you know, and be pretty good. And then for women, we want to keep it to 25. Now, the reason we for women want to keep it to 25 and the men can go up to 36 is because our bodies have more estrogen. So if you are overindulging in sugar, you're going to start to notice some of those um, symptoms or diseases that are associated with too much estrogen or unregulated estrogen. Okay. Um, let's keep moving. Okay. So we talked about some foods to avoid. Now let's, let me give you just a breakdown on some of the fruits. Okay. Um, strawberries only eight grams and orange does have 17 grams of sugar. But again, this is sugar. We don't actually care about because it's naturally occurring. It's got fiber with it. Our body's going to know how to process it. It's not going to, you know, be mismanaged by the body. Um, so that's, something to consider there. Now, I will tell you one um, uh, fruit that you may want to avoid um, if you kind of have an issue already with your sugar levels is grapes. These are really high. They have 23 grams of sugar per serving, but it is naturally occurring sugar. Um, I tell people not to have, you know, don't make grapes a staple, basically. Um, can you have grapes? Absolutely. It's still natural sugar. But it's one of those ones that's kind of up there. Um, and definitely not grape juice either. Okay. Um, let's move it along. Some low sugar fruits, avocado, which you know, we usually think of avocado as a veggie, but it's actually a fruit. Okay. Rhubarb, cranberries, raspberries, blackberries, which the raspberries and blackberries, they could taste pretty sweet, but they, you know, um only have four to five grams of sugar. Watermelon, ironically enough, only six grams of sugar. Um, you know, so start changing your your approach to the things that you eat too. Like try to get in some of these low um gram sugar um fruits that can be very helpful as well. Okay. Um, let's see here. Right. So again, just to drive the point home, added sugar is sugar that is added to foods during the process um, of cooking um, or before eating it. Natural sugar is sugar that is naturally found in the whole unprocessed um, food, such as a fruit. Okay. Um, so a an apple, um, depending on the type of apple, there really is a wide range of sugar content there. But again, you're getting a lot of fiber from an apple. So, you know, um, that's something to consider there too. Let's see. According to the Arthritis uh, Foundation, foods that cause inflammations include sugary foods, desserts, pastries, chocolates, and soda, saturated fats such as in red meat, full and full fat dairy products. Okay. Um, now we're kind of we're switching gears a little bit and we're talking about foods that cause inflammation. Okay. Um, I want to kind of first break down what inflammation is in the body. There's a lot of different ways that inflammation can occur. Sometimes inflammation is actually a good thing. So like if you get a cut, like a deep one, right, you're going to have a little bit of swelling, um, you know, some blood is sent to the area to repair itself. And, you know, then that subsides. That's like temporary um, inflammation. There is 
a name for that, um, like a medical name for that, which I forgot. But um, that's one type of inflammation. Now, the other types of inflammation that can occur in the body are a result of your immune system attacking itself and causing inflammations of the tissue, um, inflammation of the cells. Um, it can also be caused by body systems that are not functioning properly. Like example, if you have leaky gut, that is also an inflammatory issue because all of the stuff that's supposed to kind of be contained, um, some of that is seeping out into the blood system and things like that and causing issues, which will also cause inflammation. So there's different types of inflammation um, to make sure that you understand them. But generally speaking, most types of inflammation can for a lot of people start with the diet. So we hear a lot of conversation about the um, anti-inflammatory diet, the Mediterranean diet. These are definitely good diets if you subscribe to the idea of a diet, you know, but again, I try to encourage my, the ladies in my group to think just lifestyle changes instead of an actual diet. Um, but these they're good, you know, diets to follow. Okay. So does sugary foods cause inflammation? The short answer to that is yes, absolutely. Um, and throughout this, I'll try to give you a couple of reasons why. Okay. So again, according to the arthritis uh, foundation, which arthritis is a type of inflammation um, as well, desserts, pastries, chocolate. And the reason all these things contribute to inflammation is because it has added sugar processed sugar. Okay. So when you are in a grocery store, start reading your labels, um, stay away from things if you can, um, that, you know, are like, let's see, um, high fructose corn syrup, usually that oats on the end of a word, uh, that, is a sugar product is going to be a glucose derived sweetener, synthetic version. And so what will happen is when you eat that, uh, let's say high fructose corn syrup, which is in just about everything, um, what you will experience is inflammation in the body because your body is like, whoa, I'm being overloaded. Is this insulin? Is this natural sugar? What is this? And your body will hold on to it sometimes longer than it needs to because it thinks it's extra energy that needs to be stored, but it isn't. Versus if you were to eat an apple, okay, I'll do, let's do this experiment, right? Eat an apple every day for three days and see that you're actually looking slimmer versus you eat a piece of cake every day for three days. You're not going to be <laughs> going that way. You're going to be going the other way. You're going to be putting weight on, right? So I think that kind of illustrates like how it can definitely cause inflammation, but also encourage weight gain. Inflammation often encourages weight gain or is encouraged by weight gain because it kind of all works together. I hope that that made sense. I feel like that was kind of a, a crazy way to get to that. Um, okay, let's 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 talk about this a little bit. So again, does eating sugar cause inflammation in the body? Consuming too much added sugar can raise blood pressure and increase chronic inflammation. This is according to Harvard Health, okay? So when your blood pressure goes up, it oftentimes is going up because <clears throat> the viscosity of your blood is almost too sticky, 
too thick. And so your blood pressure has to raise, you know, your heart has to work overtime to kind of process and adjust for what's going on. And when that happens over and over and over again, that's when you start to see things like high blood pressure. So it absolutely um, can cause inflammation and even lead to heart disease. This is sugar we're talking about. Usually we hear heart disease with like fatty foods and stuff like that, but sugar is also another key component as well. Okay. Uh, let's talk about dairy and inflammation, because um, I believe this was also linked in with the question. And this question is from Desert Dreams Organics. If you're watching, shout out Desert Dreams Organics. Okay. Um, overeating full fat dairy or sugar sweetened dairy can contribute to weight gain and obesity in itself and is associated with chronic inflammation. And when we use that word chronic inflammation, we're talking about inflammation of all the body's tissues, okay? So, um, you know, you may start to experience the symptoms such as joint pain, stiffness, um, being lethargic, all of those are signals of chronic inflammation. And what's kind of happening in the body when you have like too much inflammation going on that shouldn't be is, your tissues kind of start to not do what they need to with their red blood cells. So your blood, red blood cells basically become very stiff. They're supposed to be fluid and movable. That's why we need to drink lots of water so our cells can clean themselves up. Our red cells, they can be fluid so that they can flow through all of our valves and pathways in our body that are part of the circulatory system. So if you know, we we have this inflammation, that process is going to be inhibited. And it's, you know, it has those adverse effects. Okay. Um, and that's according to arthritis.org. Okay. Um, dairy, for most people is going to increase inflammation. Um, some people, not as much as others, little kids is not going to be a problem. Their bodies are very good at dealing with dairy. Um, but the older you get, typically for most people, um, you're going to have an issue there. And again, the other reason is because when you have a lot of dairy, it also plays around with the estrogen a little bit. And estrogen, you know, um, kind of needs sugar um, in a balanced way um, to, to flow and do what it needs to do. So if you're having a lot of dairy, it can mess up your estrogen, which will then um, have an effect on how your body processes sugar. Ah, you know, like that is huge. This could get so complex. Like there's so many variables and I feel like I'm probably just going a little crazy on it, but I'd rather tell you. Okay. So again, um, what really are some things that we can do to kind of keep the inflammation down, eat the anti-inflammatory foods. So here's a trick that I do. Okay. If I know I've been pigging out, like I had some cake, you know, the day before I'm like, that was an inflammatory food, right? That's going to give me some inflammation, you know, bloat my belly. Um, you know, it's going to go to my tissues and everything. I'm going to feel all stiff and awful and lethargic. So then the next day I'll have some celery. Celery is an amazing anti-inflammatory food. Or you can eat it the minute you finish that piece of cake. Um, now, this is not something that is going to erase the full effects of the piece of cake from your system, but it is going to help your body get that out of there quick. Okay. 
instead of having it just hang around. The other thing you could do to kind of combat inflammation and kind of um, regulate that if you do have a lot of sugar or dairy in your diet is drinking a lot of water. Water, when you have enough, naturally helps to balance your sugar levels. And a lot of the diabetes that we see um, in this country is in part due to dehydration. We're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. You know, um, like I said earlier, I forgot to bring my water in here. Usually I have my water sitting on my desk um, during these lives. So try to really work on your water intake. Um, you know, most places say a gallon is recommended. I don't see any harm in that unless you got something else going on. Even if you drink one cup more of water than you did the day before, you that's a victory. Okay. Small victories count here. Okay. Um, yeah, we talked about acute inflammation. So again, inflammation and sugar does, can sugar cause inflammation? The answer to that is yes, again, because diets high in added sugar are thought to signal the production of pro-inflammatory molecules in the body. So it, it kind of Tricks your body into thinking it needs to go into this, you know, um, anti-inflammatory mode when it doesn't. Now, the other thing I will share with you is that when your body is in that mode, you're also more prone to get sick. Okay. People who um, take in a lot of sugar are typically um, more prone to getting, you know, pathogenic illnesses, you know, whatever flu or whatever is going around. They're more prone to picking that up. Okay. All right, let's talk about this. How much sugar does it take to cause a problem exactly? Okay, how much? Um, studies have found that people who consume around 40 grams of added sugar per day, that's roughly the amount in a 12-ounce can of soda or a six fun-sized candy bars, show an increase in inflammatory markers both immediately after consuming it and over time. Okay, that's important to note. So you're going to notice a difference straight away. And if you're really tuned in with your body, you can kind of tell like, mm, I was living a file, I was doing way too much, you know, with all them candies and cakes I was having. But also over time, your body is just going to want to hold on to all that more. Um, so the more we can kind of get away from it, the better. Okay. Does that mean that you're doomed if you occasionally eat something sweet? Probably not. Experts agree that a healthy diet can include some added sugar. Give yourself a treat day. Um, make it every Friday. Make it every Monday. You know, um, maybe you need two treat days because you're used to having sugar every single day. But come up with something that works for you and just try to eliminate the days that you are having, you know, candy bars, cookies, you know, cakes and all those things and just limit it a little bit. I, I really think that that can help a lot. Okay. The American Heart Association recommends, okay, we went over that already. Let me just make sure I'm not missing anything. No, I think we are right on point here. Um, I hope that this information has been helpful to you. I am going to now open it up for more questions. Um, I see a couple of us here in the chat. Hey, thanks so much for hanging with me all this time. Um, 
does anyone have any questions on anything I just talked about relating to the two topics? Um, you know, does sugar and dairy cause inflammation as well as um, how do we stay in that 25 gram, you know, requirement for sugar? Any questions? Or it could be on anything else. I'm just giving y'all some time to drop your comments into the chat. Um, yeah, if you're just now logging on here, please go ahead and drop your question in the chat. We've had a very lively discussion. Um, I am also going to do this for you if you're not following me. Okay, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. Um, oh, let's let me let me get this question first before I do that. So, how do you feel about honey as a sweetener? Honey is a great sweetener. Um, you can overdo it, though. I don't know exactly, you know, what a good gram serving is for honey. Um, you just don't want to overdo it. So, like, if you want honey in your tea, for example, I would say just do, like, one little squirt. You know, don't do a full teaspoon. When I see people doing, like, a teaspoon and a tablespoon, I get a little bit nervous. I'm like, it's natural, but it's a lot. It's a lot. But what's nice about honey um, is that it does have trace minerals in it. You get some um, protection um, as far as allergies, um, like, you know, from seasonal allergies, especially if you're getting like raw, natural honeys. So I think they're great to have in the diet. I use honey. Absolutely. Great question. Great question. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. We, ooh, you know what, guys? I have about one minute left for questions, and then I have to actually pop off of here, okay? I have another appointment that I have to get to. So if you have not already, please follow me on Instagram. I do this every Monday. My goal is just to help women for free with their health. And I think just doing a live Q&A, you can ask me anything. I think that's a great way to do it. So follow me on Instagram for updates. I also share like some fashion content there, um, everything that's going on in the podcast. Um, we do a lot of different topics on the podcast from mental health, um, children, um, what's good, you know, just all sorts of things. Go ahead and give a follow. Also, if you have not done so already, dear, please go ahead and subscribe here on YouTube. If you follow me on podcast, thank you so much. Um, go ahead and subscribe there as well. Um, turn the notification bell on. That would be amazing. Okay. Um, all right. I am going to go ahead and pop off of here. Thanks so much for listening to Work It Lady and joining this Nutritional Health Live. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.